2: Wow, I could really use Current.
1: I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, Hello and welcome to Rainstop Stop Play. Uh, this week we are looking at what's going on in the world of cricket. Lots of things, no series to review or preview, just lots of stuff to, to kind of keep on top of. We've got England canceling in the Tour of Pakistan, England Women against New Zealand, the IPL's back. We've got finals there to talk about and the County Championship is about to finish. I'm joined by Zach and Glenn this week. Uh, Zach, how are you? I'll start with you. You look well.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Dan?
0: Yeah, well as well, I think we're all doing all right, aren't we? Just sort of plodding along in in the world. Uh, Glenn, over in Iowa still getting used to that instead of Wyoming. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's been been a busy week um, already. A lot of a lot of schoolwork, a lot of marking, boring stuff like that. And yeah, strangely, we, we, you know, with the with the time difference and such, I haven't really been able to get stuck into the IPL's revival yet. But yeah, I would love to say I enjoyed finals week uh, on Saturday, but I hated it. So we'll get onto that in a few minutes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Of course, the Somerset boys won't be too happy with this pod coming up, but you know, it's got to be done. I didn't watch any of that and I'm equally disappointed in in Sussex. So we'll come onto that in a minute. Um, But the biggest news of the week so far has been uh, England canceling their tour of Pakistan. Um, I want to know what you boys think about this. There was a Michael Atherton piece I wanted to read, but it's behind the paywall. So I'm sure that might have been interesting. (laughs) Um, But let me just read a bit of the ECB statement to start. Um, The mental and physical well-being of our players and support staff remains our highest priority. And this is even more critical given the times we're currently living in. We know there are increasing concerns about travelling to the region and believe that going ahead will add further pressure to a playing group who have already coped with a long period of operating in restricted COVID environments so this is in reference to both the men and the women it's supposed to be a joint tour playing two T20 internationals that has been cancelled from the back of the New Zealand cancellation as well um and there's been a lot of uproar about this boys so I want to hear what you think about it uh Zach I'll I'll start with you um it's pretty bad form from England isn't it because we kind of owe them one uh for what they did coming over to to see us um and (sighs) Especially when you see that the the England the English the British government haven't said it's not safe to go over there, it seems like a real cop out from from the ECB.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's quite predictable. When New Zealand pulled out, it was kind of everyone was kind of waiting for for us to for, for England to drop out, waiting for you know, it seemed like it was it was going to happen. It's it's a shame. Then remember, we were really excited when this tour was first announced. You know, for, first properly confirmed that. England were going to, you know, tour Pakistan for the first time in a lot of years now, and it was going to be a really good, um, you know, opportunity for women's cricket as well. With them, they would I think they were going to do some double headers like we'd had in the hundred, so that was a big moment because you know I feel like Pakistan's women's cricket is 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 not quite at the level that England women's is, but that's you know that's the same for for most nations other than Australia, really. And it would have been good, but could they have? I don't know that there's, there's talk of obviously the COVID thing is the is the issue. If that's the issue, could we have sent a team of players that weren't, weren't you know, fatigued by bubbles? Does that diminish the kind of whole idea? Because I think originally we thought, oh, we don't want this to be kind of a third-rate team going there. And obviously we did battle them with our third-rate ODI side earlier this year. But it's, you know, like you say, we, we've let them down. We haven't repaid the favour. We owe them twice because they came over here in t- both 2020 and 2021. Yeah. They, they came over, they were in bubbles for ages and, you know, they saved our summer in 2020. That series earlier this year was also really important and, it, yeah, it's just a massive shame, really.
0: Um, I'm just looking at uh, Christian Turner who's come up on Twitter. I don't follow him. I don't know who he is. Well, I do know who he is, sorry. He is the, let me find it out. British High Commissioner to Pakistan, that's it. I want to get his phrase right. Anyway, he's just come out and said um, that the decision made by the ECB had no uh, influence in the British government, saying it wasn't safe. Obviously, the decision in uh, the situation in Afghanistan at the minute was a reason why New Zealand pulled out, and there was a credible threat to the to the, to the touring party. Uh, but with that coming out you know, this afternoon, and, and Will McPherson's has just tweeted saying... Um, this decision is getting worse and worse as time passes. Is it too late to reverse the ferret? Probably yes. But to, to his point, Glenn, and to, to what the um, the High Commissioner said there, this is getting worse and worse and this really isn't a good look for the ECB. I want to hear your thoughts on, on the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, summary, Dan. And re- yeah, I completely agree with Zach. I think he made some really eloquent points there. It's really disappointing. Uh, I think it's hypocritical. I think it's the uh, ECB trying to have their cake and eat it. Uh, it's interesting that this comes, you know, directly off the back to contextualise it of obviously um, India um, deciding uh, not to play the the fifth test under you know some some contentious circumstances. I think if you were to compare the two, they're not even. But if you were to, I think India were definitely more justified with the COVID in the camp. And I, I again personally, I don't I don't feel. Uh, too hard done by as an England fan about that. I think that probably for health reasons was, on balance, the right decision. Whereas, yeah, this feels um, a little cynical um, uh, and a little arrogant, I think it's fair to say. I mean, I know that the English players are really struggling with bubble fatigue. That's something, you know, Zach and I touched on in the probably in the last pod, you know, looking forward to the Australia, where the, you know, there's fears about the Ashes, whether they're what kind of quality they're going to be what kind of players we are gonna be um you know available for selection uh, who's gonna who's gonna be on record and say actually I want to spend this time with my young family which I think is completely justified um you know so I can see why um, again cynically is, is the word that comes to mind the ECB doesn't want to put their players um in a in another bubble before a t20 uh, World Cup which we're among the favorites I'd say we're probably um, has, has got a good a chance of winning that as anyone you know if you if you bring in the conditions into it it might be tough but it still feels like it's just them you know putting putting english cricket above other uh cricket boards uh and especially as zach rightly said after pakistan have gone above and beyond to um you know accommodate um english cricket english concerns they spent two months in a bubble in the you know in the basically in the midst of the early pandemic when I mean, arguably it was potentially even scarier because there was no vaccines and we really weren't quite sure. We're still not to an extent, but we weren't quite sure really what COVID did. And the Pakistan players were brave enough. I think Zach said the phrase, save save the cricket summer, which they did. You know, it's two T20s for the men and, you know, a series for the women. I just think it's really disrespectful and it's really disappointing. And, you know, again, I can see why if the ECB are going to put English cricket first, that's what they're going to do. But, you know, six nine 12 months down the line when we want a favor from other nations why on earth would they come here um under you know difficult circumstances or why would they go above and beyond for us when this is how we treat other countries um who are relying on this for advertising revenue for broadcasting revenue hope i don't know whether there have been fans there but potentially fans um long and short it's selfish i spoke for a bit there but it's it's disappointing
0: No, you're spot on. I think when we look at how much the postponement of one test cost the ECB, um, that one India test in the millions of pounds, you, you wonder what this cost Pakistan cricket, losing two tours effectively now. So you worry for them. And what I don't get from England's point of view is what, what this does for the build-up to to the start of the season, uh, to the start of the World Cup. Sorry, you've lost two games against Pakistan in subcontinental conditions for reasons I'm still not quite sure about. Obviously, with New Zealand, it was a security threat. For England, they're saying it's COVID issues and COVID bubbles, but it feels like they just didn't want to do it and they had a good couple of reasons to do it. From my end, that's just me speculating. They lose two international games. Yes, some of their players can go and play in the IPL for a bit longer. But Zach, what are they what they're going to do? But what what's the point of this now? And and how much do you think this is going to affect their ability to the World Cup?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, and it is it's a worry because yeah, two too great you know two two great opportunities to play in local conditions, like you say. We've kind of we we touched on this last week with the the because obviously the IPL again is a fantastic opportunity for some of those players to play in those conditions. They're playing at the exact stadiums now. And, you know, I think it's one of the reasons why India, well, one of, you know, not definitely not the main reason, but one of the reasons why India are favourites for the T20 World Cups, because all of their players are, every single one of their players is playing in these conditions right now. And England's, you know, a few England players have pulled out of the IPL. Yeah, like I said, we touched on it last week saying they pulled out of the IPL and it's understandable, but also that was a fantastic opportunity. And this is another opportunity to see how we go in those conditions, and yeah, it's, it's not it's not the it's not the greatest prep for our team. There's I think there's a fair few players in in our squad who won't have played in the UAE that much. I know, you know that's not necessarily the case with a lot of them playing in the PSL when the PSL was quite often you know entirely in the UAE or at least part of the tournament was. So a lot of a lot of our players have played in in it then, but you know it's it's different playing in playing in Asian conditions. Two weeks before a tournament and playing them two years before mm. a tournament.
0: What I don't get right, and I look at the bottom of the statement they brought out yesterday. Um, they said the ECB. This is said there is added complexity for our men's T20 squad. We believe that touring under these conditions would not be ideal preparation for the for the T20 World Cup, where performing or will uh, performing remains top priority for twenty twenty one. Firstly. Performing should be top priority all the time, by the way. We're just going to stop wanting that in 2022. Um, but surely this was good preparation. And it's a, just another bubble they're going to go into. I know I don't want to uh, belittle uh, bubble fatigue because I've never had to do it before. But I also feel like they're going to go in one anyway. A couple of games. It was part of, like the players probably had it in their head they were going. It was part of their routine. They were ready to go. And now that's all been kind of chucked up in the air and there's controversy going after it, and this will bubble on for a few days. Do you think that's actually worse preparation?
2: Yeah, I, I certainly think so, because if you think about how how much longer would it have meant in a bubble? I mean, it was, so it was going to be, the, the series was going to be a week, you know, a, a week and a, the, the last game, they were both Wednesday and Thursday of 13th and 14th of October, and our first game was on the 23rd, so it would have been an extra kind of, probably two, through you know, two weeks in the bubble, but, now they're probably going to be having to meet up because they're not going to arrive in dubai on the 23rd they're going to arrive in dubai at least a week before they're probably going to have to do some form of quarantine there they're going to have to do obviously they're going to train they're not going to just turn up quarantine and then play on the 23rd so i I don't like you say i don't see how much i can understand if they were going to have to quarantine in both you know then that is that is a big difference having to do two loads of quarantine but it does it does seem like a bit of a, a bit of a you know not a great not the best excuse to be honest
0: uh, yeah to me it just does feel like excuses as well do you know what I it's just I, I don't quite get it so it's a real shame and I think for the women it's a huge shame because that was a whole tour and this would have been the first time England were touring Pakistan since 2008 12 13 years now um and that will again be pushed back to 2022 when I mean, this one was already pushed back to 2021 so it's pushed back after pushback. back and you don't like seeing cricket boards fighting over this sort of stuff we should be trying to play each other as much as possible so um that's that and expect to see more on that as, as time goes on uh, but speaking of the england women they are finishing the english summer off at home against new zealand um let's have a look at how they're doing so they're playing as we speak actually and they did really well to get to 178 in in the third out of five odi's uh they've just started bowling so We'll see how that goes throughout the pod. Uh they're currently tuning up in that series. Uh they won the T twenty series two one, um, a couple of closer games than we expected. Zach you can come on this in a second. Um, you've been watching a little bit of it, Zach, and it's been it's been good fun. Again, New Zealand are slightly more competitive than I think we thought. Um and Tahuhu, with one of the be- get best surnames in, in cricket at the minute, taking uh, a five for earlier today with some excellent bowling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, when they kind of came over for the first T20 game. It was so it's three T20s and five ODIs. So England can win the win the ODI series today if they defend the 178 they've put they'll on. Do well to do that. They'll do well yeah, to do that. It'll be decent. That's kind of been a. Well, I'll come on to the ODI series in a second, but yeah, that's kind of been what's been happening so far. Is England not put on that many runs? But yeah, in the first T20, England hit 184 for four, which is 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 a pretty mammoth score in a women's T20 game. Beaumont hit 97, continuing on her, you know, form for, for England earlier in the summer. She was brilliant against India. She didn't fulfil her potential as I predicted in the 100, and she wasn't top run scorer, which, you know, I still haven't forgiven her for. But <laughs> but yeah, and it, it really, you know, New Zealand didn't look like they were ever going to get close. They they ended up getting bowled up for 138, and it kind of thought you were a bit like, oh, are New Zealand going to be? Because obviously, our England women had just been playing in the, the 100. You know, it had been brilliant. It had been you know, really high quality, and it was kind of like, oh, this this might be a bit of a this might be a bit of a rubbish end to a really great summer because New Zealand might just get, you know, rolled over consistently. But actually, in the second T20, they fought back, kept England to 127 in their 20 overs, and chased it down pretty, you know, pretty comfortably in the end, with a uh, Divine getting a 50, and she's, you know, brilliant, been brilliant for a while now. Then in the third T20 at uh, the greatest cricket ground for, you know, in the world, Taunton, uh, they, um, the women did wrap up the series winning by four wickets. And Danny Wyatt, you know, played a pretty important innings then. And Sophia Dunkley got them over the line, which was great to see, as she's kind of been one of the breakout stars of the summer. In the ODI series, yeah, like I said, the the it's been a bit of a, classic and the first one they, England got bowled out for 241 and it looked like a really good pitch. It looked like a, but they kept, just kept losing wickets consistently and it looked like a kind of 280 pitch at least and you know Heather Knight looked really comfortable for her 89 and you know it was kind of a would have been, would have been annoyed to get out like that. Then, then we had uh, again England got all out for 197 in the second game but then uh, they managed to kind of. I think DLS kind of helped them. I didn't watch that much of this, but I've heard that they.
0: Uh, no, it did. Yeah, mm. it was a favourable one. You know how sometimes it can just fall slightly. That was definitely for England in that in that occasion. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I saw that it was kind of. Oh, they were reduced to 39 overs, and they only reduced the score by like five or something. I, I. It seemed. Yeah. It seemed like yeah. one of those where it was a bit like, mm, not so sure on that. But yeah, and then they managed to get over the line. Fantastic bowling by. Charlie Dean, who made her debut earlier in the series. So great to see, you know, new young players coming in. And then today, like we've said, to who, who took a five and and uh, England really struggled and all out for 178. She managed to get all of our top three out in her opening spell. We were... It was a
0: good spell. Did you yeah. see... Can I come to Catherine Brunt's four maidens in a row in the second ODI, was it? Did you see it was like a test match, that?
2: That was... You know the start of that made it look like it was it made it look like england's innings were suddenly massively over par it was really strange wasn't it like <laughs> yeah. the the bowling and that was brilliant and the batting was yeah properly properly they didn't really have a clue what they were doing they didn't seem to they seemed really uncomfortable against her um so that
0: will finish with two more odis um and that will be done on the 26th of september so That'll be it, though, because when are we seeing the women again, Zach? Do you know, because obviously Pakistan's cancelled, and then that's probably it until next year, until the till the spring. I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, there will be the women's Ashes. It will happen. I think after the, after the men's Ashes, so that will okay. that will be big. There is also the um, women's World Cup. So the fifty over stuff is kind of bigger for the women at the moment, which I've, I kind of ha- find hard to because at the moment, you know, if you think about it from the men's side of the game. Or if you think about it from the women's, if you think about it from the men's, it's all T20. ODIs is kind of extra. Mm. And then from the men's, from the women's, it's the complete other way. So I keep watching the T20s yes. being like, oh, this is huge. Well, but there's not, no, no, the 50 over stuff is, is the huge stuff. So it's, it is, England have been winning these games, but I, and New Zealand are a better 50 over side than they are a T20 side. So, but, you know, England haven't looked as convincing as they should, I don't think, in, the, in, the, in, these, in this series so far. But it'll be interesting to see how they kind of, how their prep, develops for the for the tea, for the the 50-over World Cup next year, which is in New Zealand. So, obviously, New Zealand are also, you know, will be hoping to do well at home.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. And we'll see if, they, if I mean, if they can defend 178, that's another good job. But, you know, maybe they could do putting some runs on the board a little bit more often, perhaps. Um, so, you can catch those two ODIs later this week. Um, let's move on to the IPL, which is restarted. And, Glenn, I don't want to rehash what you guys said last week, but I just couldn't give, I couldn't give one it's so expletive here i don't care i don't i don't like it um i'll probably end up watching it but i just superbly do not care especially with no crowds i know they can't control that but like do you know do you know what i'm getting at i just can't really be bothered
1: yeah i mean at this point to be to be honest there's probably burnout for some fans as well with just these stop start tournaments and again as we as we've mentioned on previous pods like it's not the organizers' fault, the players' fault. You know, it, again, it's a global pandemic. It's, it's immensely difficult to uh, to organize a tournament that includes includes global players, and we saw that with the hundreds preparation, even with replacements being replaced at the last minute. They, you know, they really were scraping the barrel for some players, some of whom, like Marshant Delanger, actually turned out to do fantastic. Uh, so you you just never know with cricket, mm. but yeah, I mean, looking at the results, I mean. Ugh. I think yesterday's game, uh, you know, Kolkata winning by nine wickets, absolutely demolishing world challenges. I mean, again, I'm not a huge fan of the IPL. Not that I in in any way dislike it growing up. I loved it. ITV4, uh, you know, afternoons, I'd sit there and park myself in the front of a sofa. It's a cracking tournament. I think one of just the issues for me at the minute is probably the time difference is number 1. I really really struggle. Same 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 issue with the Caribbean Premier League. If I if it worked well time difference I would have watched pretty much every game of this tournament. Didn't even see a ball which is really unfortunate. But generally speaking I don't think even, even so you know even more hardcore fans you know such as you two who do fantastic coverage if I may say so of the IPL um, on, on your roundup pods Thank you. if the enthusiasms not there uh, I, know, I can't speak for Zach I think Zach might be slightly more interested but Dan I can I, yeah, obviously you've just said it I can sense that it's just there's not the excitement there's not the buzz and I can I can see why um, again so yeah just just to round up for listeners uh, Sunday was the kind of reboot uh, Chennai Super Kings beat the Mumbai Indians by 20 runs. Uh, pretty standard game. Uh, you know, Chennai got 156, uh, and yeah, Mumbai struggled to get there with 136 in reply. Um, as I said, Royal Challengers really struggled yesterday. Uh, Morgan um, doing one in over Kohli there. That was probably one of the international battles uh, on the scene for that game. And then, as we're on air, um, similar with the England women's cricket. Um, Rajasthan Royals got a very healthy total. That's a well nice team of 185 in the game that's happening right now against Punjab uh, Kings. Some decent scores in there. Runs pretty evenly spread out among the um, you know the opening two, then four and five. Livingstone uh, getting as usual a pretty quick fire 25. Um, but yeah, they, obviously, hopefully that can be a competitive game. But yeah, to 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 speak to your point, Dan, I'm, uh, the only reason I'm here talking about it is because we have a podcast about cricket. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't even check the scores, such as my fatigue, such is my fatigue. But Zach, if you have a different opinion, I saw your eyebrows raised during my pretty ropey summary of the first game. Please, please uh, fill in, fill in the listeners and those watching. Mm.
2: Oh, I mean, you, you've you set the bar low for interest, saying, oh, you might be more interested than <laughs> me. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm overly interested in it at the moment. I've, I've, I watched yesterday's game, KKR out my team, seeing them win has now made me interested in it, obviously, because they were brilliant. I really enjoyed earlier today the win. stadium announcer. So, so there are some fans there. It's just obviously there aren't that many people in the UAE I don't think, I think you have to be double-jabbed to go, but their vaccination rates have been very good. I heard the commentator saying. so the, the um, stadium announcer earlier was saying, was kind of calling out for, he, he's been great, by the way, been really keen, like it's a full stadium, and was saying, uh, all the Rajasthan fans in the house, and no one, there was absolute silence in the crowd. So I know <laughs> There's Will. There's just man <laughs> clapping.
1: I know Will will love that. Reminded, that. that were... I mean, I think,
2: <laughs> go on, Glenn.
1: It just reminds me of me and Will's house party we threw. Uh, it was a week a week or two before we left Brighton and we, we had a house party. It turned out to be good, but for the first like two hours, you know that really tragic start before anyone arrives and it's just a few blokes with a few tinnies. It was that kind of atmosphere. We were like turning up the music and there was like five blokes sat on our sofa. That's the image I have for the Rajasthan fans turning up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well that you know, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. So far, we've had yeah, like you say, Chennai beat Mumbai. It was I think Chennai was something was something they were something really low for six, and they kind of came back and managed to get a really good score out of nowhere. I didn't want I didn't watch much of that game, and then KKR were really good yesterday. Trakravati looks like he might be kind of one of the frontline spinners for India in the World Cup, and so that's really good for them that he was good. Shami took some wickets in the end today, but. Really didn't look good at the start. So that's not so good for India because he's one of their kind of few, he's one of their few pace bowling options in their squad. I think the the funny thing for me, and I absolutely love it, when a team like Rajasthan today got 185, but they got all out. That's just great I was going to come on to that yeah.
0: because Arshteev Singh took a 5 Could mm-hmm. he squeeze in, do you reckon? I love it when people get bowled out on the nose. What was the game where... Was it in the IPL? So I get bowled out for hundred and fifty
2: off twenty. Uh, I will, uh, on Saturday Hampshire did against Somerset. What we're going to come on? That to. That was it, yeah. and
0: that was that was what we're going to come on mm-hmm. to that. That's why I knew it. It was just clean. That is so pure yeah. and clean. Big fan. Anyway, Arshdeep Deep Singh. It, I, I I digress. Yeah, big fan of him. For...
2: Big fan of him. He really mm-hmm. liked like his him. Uh, his change. He he was been really good so far. Before the break, and now he's continuing that, which is nice to see. Not that form is going to really matter six months later, but. It's still good to see. Young player hasn't had a chance with the Indian national side yet. I'd be surprised if he squeezes in for this World Cup. I think, you know, they've kind of got a bit more of a, you know, he's still only 22. I can't see him. I can't see him squeezing in yet, but, you know. Next World Cup, he's definitely one to keep an eye on because he's just—he's got some really nice kind of change-up deliveries. He's never—he doesn't bowl too fast, but his—he's kind of—he bowls a really nice kind of like slower ball bouncer mm. that that players pace seem off to... guys. Yeah, he? yeah, he's, yeah. He's,
0: he's, he's your pace off in the twelfth over, man. Absolutely. Or, yeah. I don't know. Hit the pitch hard. Mm. I don't know. One of them. Liam Plunkett. But to, yeah, Liam Plunkett. <laughs> he's the Liam Plunkett of the Indian team potentially. <laughs> but this IPL is going to be that. It's going to be maybe some like. A burst of really good performances from what of the teams got left four games maybe five games each, um, and maybe someone can squeeze in with with a good set of performances. Um, looking at the table earlier, pre- preparing for this, reminding me that CSK are good again, which is a bit of fun. So that's that's fine. But I think to Glenn's point about fatigue, I think I'm going to pull out of the IPL this year, as England pulled out of their tour to Pakistan. I am fatigued. I've had enough <laughs> of cricket. And I would like—I would really like to not not watch too much of this. Maybe I will watch the final because it's just—it's lost all narrative. I—I'm I, looking forward to the World Cup just being, oh, the World Cup, and it all, it all happens at once, and then I can follow what's going on. I don't—I don't I need don't my hand held through tournaments this often, but I do with this one. And I, like someone, I, my mum's not
2: there to hold my hand anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, Dan, if the, if it means you'll be on top form for the for the T Twenty World Cup, then you take yes. a break, Dan. You have a month. Off, I need, that's fine. I
0: have to perform in. I have to perform in twenty twenty one. That's my top goal. Absolutely, of, of absolutely. Goal. You have yeah. to
2: perform, and the T Twenty World Cup, because we know Glenn. It'll be. It won't be good time difference for him. So Dan, you have to perform. <laughs> Glenn, are you taking the World Cup off as well?
1: We, well, I, I'm just expecting the IPL to release a statement demanding Rainstop play, reinstate their coverage. It's been disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, there's been uh, no
0: preview there's been nothing they're like where <laughs> exactly. are they where are they
1: uh, I am trying not to think about the time difference for the World Cup because I think I'll just make sure I watch the England games but I don't know what that's going to do uh, to my schedule so I'm actually just pushing that until I need to think about it to be perfectly honest
0: good good as, as long as you have the England games I think that's all That's all we really need um, so the IPL is on the IPL is on everybody go and enjoy it if you want to you don't have to Okay, next. What's next? Finals day. Some more T20 cricket. I unfortunately missed this. I'm I'm just taking a sabbatical from cricket at the minute. Uh, But I know you boys watched it. (laughs) Somerset were obviously involved. Um, For listeners, we had the first semi-final, Hampshire Hawks. Everyone missed that rebranding. Lost to Somerset by two wickets uh, in what looked like a close game. I'm sure you can tell me if it was or not. Sussex lost, which kind of sucked because they're like, like... Phil Salt's leaving, Chris Jordan's leaving the one-day set-up. Our county team looks terrible. I like well, I want, uh, Red Bull team's awful, and then we lost that. Kent, which kind of sucked, but they were the eventual winners. Uh, they beat Somerset in the final by 25 runs. Um, Zach, I'll start with you, mate. How did it all go? Somerset, Hampshire, 150 all out of 20. Wasn't that supposed to be a lot worse, potentially, and then they kind of fought back?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a real advert for the blast, this game. He was watched. it really, genuinely? Oh, what a game. Actual good, What yeah, a game, proper. yeah. Because okay, Hampshire good. really struggled. Uh, Somerset had them, you know, 26 for three. Then they had them kind of 111 for six. Then they kind of managed to fight back and get to 150. You know, Weatherly got 71 and then, you know, got out in the last over after have, after hitting two sixes in that last over. Somerset decided to bowl Marshall De Langer overs like 14 16 18 20 so it meant by the time it got to i mean it was just awful throughout yeah i have such a love hate relationship with that man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was a really good game and it was kind of 150 looked like a looked like a it re, it looked like a decent score i'd have been happy as a hampshire fan i'd have been very happy from where they were as a somerset fan because the commentators were talking oh if they can just get to 130 or oh, if they could maybe even push up to mm. 140, that'll be good. And 150, you know, and on finals day, it's not a bad score. The pitch didn't look it's... like an absolute road. And then Absolutely. and then Somerset started, and it started badly. 29 for three after, after, after when Smead got out, and f- 5.3 overs. Then at one point, Abel kind of held together the innings for a while. Then he got out, and it was 103 for seven. And we had... You know, we needed something. I think we needed 55 from the last 24 balls at one point, and we were just consistently losing wickets. And then Ben Green, who at one point I was absolutely slating into Glenn because he was he was kind of just tapping it and expecting, and then he was tapping it for singles and expecting Able to just hit the re- big runs. And we needed Able to be there at the end. And then as soon as Abel gets out, Green just starts magically managing to hit massive boundaries. <laughs> then he got out, and it was like, okay, still probably not going to happen. Josh Davey came in, Josh Davey and Craig Overson came in. We needed eight from four and Josh Davey hit six. And it was like, Josh Davey, you absolute legend. He'd, he'd already taken a four foot in, in the first innings. He then whips a kind of leg glance for four just to win us the game. And it was like, this is, I mean, unbelievable that cricket. That sounds
0: really cool. I kind of, kind of go, yeah. I missed this one.
2: visits. Crickviz, winviz had us at 1% chance to win at one point
0: really at what point when, when you got like when to Abel what? got what out. did you say you were Yeah, when, a- when yeah. Abel got out and we Jeez. needed 55 yeah 100%. that is a true out of the game I feel like to your point I feel like when a team collapses and they're let's say three down within six overs commentators go to, they go to 130 125 130 is a safe little score so one hundred fifty is impressive and for both teams who've done that is equally impressive. Well
2: it's it's interesting because statistically seventy percent of games are lost. If you if you say if you lose three wickets in the power play, you lose seventy percent of games. So for both teams to do right. that, you know, it was kinda of like, okay. <laughs> Levels it up I suppose. And who's gonna who wants to lose <laughs> exactly. this one? I guess I did level it up. Yeah, who, I guess I did lose. level it up.
0: Um, so that was sounded like fun. Uh, we'll skirt over the middle game because I don't think anyone's watched it. Uh, Glenn, you watched the final ball by ball, apparently. You were, you were really into this one. Um, the only thing I saw from it, not watching it live and sort of picking up what happened afterward was Jordan Cox and his, uh, his mm. fielding exploits. So chat a bit about the game and chat a bit about some of the ridiculous fielding moments in this final.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, it feels like a long time ago because I had a, a strange morning. I woke up, so the Somerset... Uh, Semi final was was in on on Central Time in America started at half five, which let's be honest is is just too early um, on a Saturday. However, Brentford versus Wolves, which I was really looking forward to, kicked off at six thirty Central Time. So I kind of arranged I had like a negotiated wake up time where I could basically double screen, you know, both games. However. I couldn't get a stream, would you believe it, for the um, for the semi-final. They just, the usual, our usual sources of streams, weren't available, as it were, which was pretty disappointing. But, would you believe it, the commentary, uh, the BBC commentary, which is usually blocked, embargoed, unless it's TMS overseas, so any overseas listeners, you usually can listen to... Test matches using TMS overseas on YouTube, like officially. It's a really nice resource. doesn't usually work for domestic games. I just clicked play, I think because I was half asleep, and it worked. So I actually had the commentary of the semi final. Uh, oh. And what's even what's what's even funnier is that when, as Zach nicely summarized, when we did lose Abel in that semi, I turned off. I turned off the commentary. I huffed and puffed, and I turned it off. And I was like, well, at least Brentford are beating Wolves. We've got one victory today. Uh, and then <laughs> I saw the score... And I turned it on for the last two overs just to hear Green, as you said, Zach, and Davy just smacking the ball around. So I went into, to contextualise my experience of the final, where I was quite delighted to find a television stream, uh, I went into it feeling reasonably good. I don't think I expected us to win, but I expected you know, at least a relatively close game. Um, but yeah, you're right to point out um, Cox, Dan. Uh, he batted beautifully. He got uh, 58 of just 28 balls, took our our ballers to the cleaners, unfortunately. They didn't have a brilliant start either. You know, the the 15 over mark, they're 111 for five. You know, not really going anywhere, neither here nor there. And very similar discourse to what we just had about the semi. If, and I said this to... Uh, uh, Tim our southern correspondent during the game was obviously also a Somerset fan if we just kept them around that kind of 145 mark I thought it might be chaseable Somerset did put Kent in which both Zach and I thought was a mistake at the time Um, but what happened was they pushed their way with a really big flurry in the last couple of overs um, to 167 and the minute they passed 160 as Mm. a slightly pessimistic Somerset fan I think there was kind of a collective, somewhat of an agreement among fans that we probably weren't going to chase that. Like, we might, but it wasn't feeling lightly. And what I found was interesting that even about, halfway, about the halfway point when we were about 89 for five, um, Rob Key on the Sky commentary still backed Somerset, which I found quite surprising. He was backing us quite deep into the game when when it probably, when we lost Smead in the 10th over, that was for me when I was like, well, this is probably game over here. Um, and yeah, just for people who um, who didn't watch the game, uh, yeah, Cruelly batted quite nicely, got a steady start um, for Kent, just to go back to their innings, 41 off 33, very solid. And then basically Cox was the story. He, he, he had that flurry of runs, as I said. Fantastic. Apart from those two, nothing much to write home about. Somerset, unfortunately, started pretty poorly. Uh, we were three for two at one point. We lost um, Banton, who apart from his incredible hundred against Kent, In the earlier in the tournament, has just looked absolutely atrocious this entire season. I felt really bad for him. He's been messed around by England. He's struggled across all formats for Somerset. Uh, He he probably needs a break from cricket to be perfectly honest. Not like obviously into the next season, but he probably needs at least a month now just to take some time because he looked so out of whack. I mean we all we all looked at it you know, he was uh, he was stumped by Billings off Denley, uh, second ball, which sounds terrible, but may I say <laughs> can I say for people who didn't see the game, it was a beauty of a delivery from Denley. It uh, any leg spinner, it had turn, it had dip, pitched on middle, missed off and Billings we all know is, is on his day a world class keeper. Um, Smead batted lovely he got 43 off 32 opening up as well obviously we've discussed him on the 100 he was probably the breakout star for young young players he was probably the one that most uh, casual fans really took a liking to as well as the, obviously the, the, the established cricket fans yeah and really it was basically him and he top scored with 43 and Abel who only got 26 off uh, 20 apart from that it is basically single figure scores across the team uh, by the time Overton and Davey were in who did this you know, incredible uh rescuing of the game uh in that in that semi it was game over because time was running out and yeah i'm delighted you mentioned cox's fielding there was there were two moments i want to really briefly talk about just before we move on Um, and again i was a little bit i was a little bit sleepy so i'm trying really hard to pinpoint it but um one of the moments um i think (laughs) it was smeed okay so it was smeed it's coming back to me uh he smacked it he smacked one onto the boundary. Cox ran back, took a really nice catch. But one of the uh, Kent players, I'm pretty sure it was Bell Drummond, actually slid into Cox as he caught the ball. Yeah, it was, right. Yeah, okay, I can remember it clearly. I'm, I'm glad. He caught the ball as Bell Drummond slid into him. Bell Drummond, it was just bizarre. He wasn't even close to getting to it. It was just a really sloppy piece of fielding. He wasn't going to make the catch, he wasn't going to stop the ball. He basically just fell um, into Cox. And Cox took a clean catch, didn't touch the boundary. Unfortunately for him, Pell Drummond touched both the boundary and Cox at the same time. And the commentator, the, the team of commentators, plus, dare I say it, the umpires on the field, had never seen this before in cricket. I certainly hadn't. I've never seen... You know, there's a the classic, I think, um, you know, Ask the Umpire kind of short comic books. It would be absolutely ideal for that. And... Uh, amazingly, they they gave it not out, and it was a six, because Bell Drummond messed up so badly. What was unfortunate for the England fans was Cox took a great catch about three balls later, uh, and removed Smead, but what was really stunning, and I wish I could remember, I think this was Abel, or it was Abel or Gregory were smashing it uh, to the boundary about a couple of balls later, it was going to be six, and Cox... He dives, and again, I've never seen this on a cricket field. He dives full length like a goalkeeper tipping round around the post. With his palms, he pushes it in midair, He saves the six, and he pushes it straight into the hands of a fellow Kent fielder. It was, you know, they, they showed about six replays consecutively, and it wasn't enough times. I could have watched that all day. And it was the kind of moment that really took the edge off losing because a, we pu- we weren't the best team over the entire tournament. We probably had no right to be in the final across the, across the entire thing. I'm glad we were there. We weren't really T20 winners this year and B, a moment of magic like that. Whoever you support genuinely, and this is a hardcore Somerset fan. That is a match winning tournament winning moment. I've never seen anything like it. And for Cox to be involved in the field with the bat doing everything. Congratulations to Kent. They were, they were better than us and, uh, it was extraordinary. So finals day was fantastic again. So I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad.
0: They do do finals day well, don't they? It's still a good part of the summer, and I know it won't it won't end the summer next year because they're moving it forward to July, which is a good move. But like I'm sure it's have the same atmosphere. Uh, but your pink your point Glenn, um the 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 Bell Drummond thing and then Cox doing the clawing thing over the boundary, uh, none of us have ever seen on a cricket field before, let alone to happen within the space of a few overs on one of the biggest days in the English cricket calendar. It was it was so 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 cool, um, and I think as well, we've not been making oh Somerset finished second again jokes. I think that's because you're right, Glenn. They they. They d- shouldn't have been that far anyway, and then they also yeah. got done by a really good Kent side, So, Absolutely. and it's not the county champs, so I don't think you guys actually care about the T20 that much, personally, I think your guys are purists. Um, <laughs> so it was good, wasn't it? I mean, finals day is just good, it's just fun, I just like it, I think everybody enjoys a bit of finals day, um, and I think in July it should have the same, same atmosphere, if not more, you know, top of summer should be even better, less chance of crap weather as well. Um, so should we stick and I'm going to come to you on this Zach because you're the only one who understands what's going on and we're going to (laughs) finish the county championship which is wrapping up (laughs) no it is wrapping up this week as far as I'm aware the Bob Willis trophy is obviously still to come in rainy October which is exciting so help us out (laughs) last round of fixtures Um, who can win it why and who do you want to win it and why and help us
2: so first of all Go back to the blast quickly. Congratulations to Kent. Best team across the tournament. Better than Somerset across the tournament. Somerset have got a you very young such a side. Losers. Well done. Good for you. Somerset, Good yeah, for you Somerset have got a very young side. Amazing catch. And the MCC have come out today and said the other one should have been out. Basically.
0: They've oh, come interesting.
1: Saying the
2: other one should
0: come
1: out. Oh, yeah, thought. yeah. So now
0: we know if that ever happens again. I thought
1: it was the right decision. That's interesting. Regardless of the team, I thought it was technically the correct call, so I was wrong. Very interesting. Hmm.
0: I did as well. I thought, you know, man on man on boundary makes it. It's which yeah. has just never happened before. The, the
2: the law the law mentions intent. To field the ball, so it's it's you know it's one of those he laws was. that just that just, just doesn't it make it him, right? again. It, it leaves it open to it leaves it open to interpretation, doesn't it though? It, it's one of those laws I don't again.
0: Think I don't well, think Bell, it Belgium wasn't running around <laughs> I, for the sake it, of it. Exactly,
2: I mean. they, exactly. It hasn't cleared it up. The laws aren't clear. We know we know that the laws of cricket are the laws of cricket. They're they're weird mm. and wacky and you know. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. We want you know, we want no, more no, people to get, get no, in the game. No, we are, stop there, we <laughs> are, we
0: are, because because the annoying thing is, they've cor- I think they've corrected a decision that didn't need to be corrected. And that's that's classic cricket for me. I agree. Because with I thought that. they'd got it right on the night, really, by using something that looked like common sense. And now they've gone, no, 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 no. Yeah, actually he didn't intend
2: to get the wall.
1: He was grabbing a cold diet Coke from the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Back to something that is far simpler, county championship. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is simple as well. we trying to spell this f- out.
2: Well, you're not gonna like this, immediately. There are 6.5 po- uh, points that separate. Can I pause you? Can I pause you right there? I was looking at
0: the. I was looking at the the, the table. Let me get it back up in front of me now. Um, uh, f- and so on the BBC Sport website, by the way, which is what I use mostly for this, they haven't even split up. They haven't even defined what each table means. There's just six tables in a list. That's Help beautiful. us out. It's how cricket Hampshire should Hampshire <laughs> have lost 0.5 games. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hampshire have lost 0. 0.5 games, Zach. Right, I'll let you speak right, now. so as, as you, previous
2: Italy explained in the podcast, the reason there are half points <laughs> is because people carry over half their points from the games played against the team that's in their thing. So Hampshire lost half a game <laughs> because they lost a game against Somerset earlier in the season they drew one. Hence, they carry over half those points. They carry over half a loss. <laughs> clear as day
0: that actually makes that actually makes sense clear
2: as day so let's that. ignore what's that. gone previously because we're going to be here for years if we go on what's right. so basically going into the last round of fixtures 6.5 points separate Hampshire in first Nottinghamshire in fourth Hampshire 58.5 points play Lancashire in third who are on 54 point5 points at Liverpool so at Lancashire's outground and it is an absolute I mean, I don't know what the pitch is like, but it looks like it's uh, it, it might be doing a bit because uh, Hampshire are, were 143 all out and Lancashire are 12 for two. <laughs> so I think it might be I think it might be a results wicket because obviously neither <clears> <throat> of them want to draw. If they draw, Warwickshire are probably favourites. Warwickshire playing at Somerset at uh, Thingy Sibley is uh, Sibley batted well, hit 56. Uh, Warwickshire 261 for four. So looking to pile on the runs. They want to try and get as many That's points handy. as they can because Warwickshire are currently 3.5 points below Hampshire. So it could come down to bonus points between those two. Although Hampshire don't know they're going to win anyway. But there's half a point that separates Lancashire and Warwickshire. And both those sides are looking like they're in relatively good positions as things stand. Notts as well have are playing Yorkshire today and they're 272 for seven. So if they can uh, keep Piling on the runs, which includes a century for Joe Clark today, and if they can keep piling on the runs, then those bonus points—bonus points—could be really important for them. So yeah, it's—I think it's—it's it's going to be an interesting few days. It's—it is a shame that they had a game on Sky last week. They had Somerset playing Lancashire last week, and it was, you know, horrible to watch. It was pretty. Boring. Yeah, yeah, it was—it was horrible to watch, as as Somerset have been for September. And <laughs> yeah, we we only play well in August. Everyone knows that. um yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. Boblish trophy. I'm a bit kind of the fact there is the county championship. Are people going to care? We covered this a little bit last week, Glenn.
0: So is is the point being for listeners to say the winner of the county championship is the person who finished top of this division, right? And then after that, they're going to play what is effectively now in my head. Although I have bigged this up in the past. I now now I'm seeing it in person. And I'm not in the best mood. I hate it. Um, it's effectively an exhibition match, right? Because it's not the county championship. And the Bobolis Trophy hasn't had its time yet to become a thing that people are, like, aware or interested in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a consolation, you know, I'm I'm glad... I'm kind of glad Somerset won't make it this year for the Bob Willis Trophy because it would have been more depressing if we'd have finished second and then got into the Bob Willis Trophy final. It would have been really sad. I mean, I'd...
0: and then lost that as well. I think this is what we spoke about this time last year when we were saying, right, next year will Somerset finish second mm-hmm. again? Wouldn't it be funny if they did both? Yes.
2: Yeah. I, I, you got to say, like, what will it? Do, will it matter? It's a county game. How will it be rain affected? But. You know, it's difficult to see how it's benefit the fact, I mean, the worst thing for the county championship is the fact there's twelve counties playing games that just don't matter for anything at the moment. There's talk of um next season talk keeping about the the, plates. Talk yeah, about the plates. let's talk about that. So participation plates. I think the idea is that they want they're gonna keep a conference system for another year because it would be unfair to say now that, oh, by the way, div two, the top two teams in your league are gonna get into the top are gonna to get into div one next year. That would be unfair halfway through them doing that. They should have done that from the start if they're going to do that. So the apparently, this is just very much speculation at this point, they're going to keep the kind of way it works this year, which I'm not going to explain again, ever again. I've done it far too many times. Uh, <laughs> is that They're going to keep the way it works this year, but for Div 2 and Div 3, they're going to do a plate competition where they can win a trophy as well. So they'll win something. Well, that's nice for them, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. You know, Glenn... Can help us
0: out a little bit here. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan. Zach's a fan. You know, 1-1. Fan versus non-fandom. W- where are you at with it? Because I, I did big this up a while ago, and I'm not liking it in practice whoa, 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 so whoa. much. I'm
2: not a fan, by the way.
0: Uh, yeah, but for the sake of this <laughs> yeah, argument, all right all right are, Fair enough. all the one backing it up a little bit. So, you know, you don't have to be. That's fine. Uh, Glenn, I know you don't watch it much because you're, you know, you're living a long way from home at the minute. But... Um, just where's it at at the minute? could could and should it return to the to the two division system fairly soon?
1: You know there's the thing that like, I kind of liked what they got at last season, but it's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at as you said, you beautifully put it down. you said, yeah, I, I go to the county championship table on BBC sport. there are six tables just in consecutive listed order, <laughs> uh the final three. Uh, points range from it's everything from 77 to 21.5. It's like someone just dropped a calculator on a floor, and this is the kind of garbage it throws up. Uh, you know, and Zach, bless, <laughs> it, bless his cotton socks. Zach's doing his best to galvanize us into into some yeah. into some love yeah. for for this, but it almost feels like you need like maybe not a degree, but at least like a rudimental course in county championship economics it's nonsense it's utter nonsense and this is three blokes <laughs> who love their cricket I, I can't make head nor tail of it i was glazing over when zach was talking and this man's enthusiastic it's, it's ludicrous they lost me they lost me about six weeks ago here,
0: here's my here's my issue with uh here's my issue with that is i keep having to ask you zach what's going on i should wow. have only had to ask you once ideally in april and i'm not i'm not doing it because it's hilarious to watch you try and like <laughs> clamber over all the definitions of things but they should just simplify and again I don't think they're helped either by the fact and this is always the case to be fair that it started in April and now we're here in oh, late September going God. right hold on who what do you know what I mean so Zach's not the defender so much as the only one who can make heads or tails of this cause he's, well, in he's like, a tra- he's like interpreter I would isn't he say. I know, he, I I know he's a
1: language man <laughs> you go on <laughs> one
2: thing one thing I would say about it is that I do think that it's I, I understand i don't i don't like the format the only thing that's exciting me is the fact that there are four teams in it come come the end of the come the last round which
0: if and if we do boil it down to that it can still be fun exactly You're and right. i do
2: think that has been helped by the format because they've not all played each other twice the all these teams so it that's been helped if they'd have all played each other twice then they wouldn't have had you know it did mean that they, there was a lot of dead robbers we had dead robbers earlier on and we have more dead rubber even more dead robbers now but it's you know, I think the fact that there are four teams in it is exciting. We haven't had, we even had, in, I think it was twenty sixteen. There were three teams in it, and uh, Yorkshire and Middlesex were playing each other, and they need Somerset needed them to draw to win. So obviously they were never going to draw. Um, let's not go down that alley again. <laughs> Somerset finishing second, wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I think it's exciting. I'm excited for the next few days to see who wins it. You know, Lancashire have just lost another wicket. Mohammed Abbas is, you know tearing through Lancashire's top order that's pretty fun in the Warwickshire game there's a lot of international players playing Wokes is playing Sibley's yeah. playing Leach Overton Gregory come on what quality players okay fine fine
0: Glenn, Glenn you had your hand up come on fin- finish this, this wrap up off because we're going to end this what's already been quite a damp you know we've been quite down on cricket this podcast end it on a high note if you can oh, if you weren't going to Karen anyway
1: god it wasn't going to be a high note there's two quick things Number one is like I go to check the scores right, and it, it is genuinely overwhelming. I'll keep this brief, but like you go on a BBC Sport, that's what obviously I get with ESPN and Wisdom, where I get most of my scores. Genuinely, there is a list of two, like, you know, the best part of ten games, just in a list. And I, again, this may well be BBC's fault. Don't get me wrong, as opposed to the tournament itself, but there's just a list of ten games, okay. all the various points. I don't know where to start nor end. Obviously, I follow it from that Somerset standpoint, from a fan standpoint. The funny note I do want to potentially end on is uh, in our in our heyday of cricket, um, of cricket loving uh, and enjoyment, uh, Dan and I once sat down in a university cafe and I think we spent about 10 quid on it, joined the Telegraph County Championship Fantasy League. <laughs> and I think we... Wow. <laughs> I remember you tried
2: to get me to join this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> we in second text, and we did it. And we, we, we—I got a little magazine out, and I made my eleven, and I thought it was a really strong quality first eleven, and I didn't make a single change across the entire season. <laughs> And that's where I am. That is the perfect way to end it. I think, (laughs) and that chat is
0: just that's yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think also this is more of an indictment on the BBC than it is on the county championship because people on the website need to be help us out, help us out a little bit. You know what I mean? Help us out a little bit. But yeah, you can follow that for the next few days if that if that if that does it for you. there's just a lot of cricket. I'm not quite tired by the cricket. So hopefully this is, all f- this is all finishing soon, which is great. And there'll be one thing to focus on as opposed to yeah. eight or nine. Um, but that will wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. If this makes it to YouTube, unlike the episode that should have made it to YouTube, it didn't. You don't know, want to be bored with that. Um, Zach, thank you so much. You've been a, a solid defender of all things cricket this week. Thank
2: you so much. Well, well, thank you for you know questioning me, Dan. It's always good to... you know. It's good to back the county scene. It gets a lot of it gets a lot of hate, and yeah. you know, it gets a lot of hate on the yes. podcast sometimes as well. I think we are overall advocates for it. We're advocates for the blast. The county champ maybe needs some. It needs another relook, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, it can. I, I, if we have a good end to the season, which I think we are mm. going to have, if we can have some close games, you know, going to. I mean, that Lancashire game is not going to day four, but you know going to going into day three if three teams can still win the county championship i think that's pretty exciting so hopefully it would be better if sky were doing a game or they would you know had someone at both games and we could you know we've advocated before for this idea of a kind of a, a wickets show but yeah they could do something like that sorry this is meant to be me leaving i'm going to stop talking about county cricket now
1: no, no, I want. I want to add something that there, there is literally there is a wicket show. Um, I think I assume it's at Essex. Twenty-one wickets have fallen at Essex, Northamptonshire today. Essex were 170 all out. Northampton were 81 all out, and they're currently one for one following on on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> That's cricket in late September,
0: that is. That is cricket in late September. And also, criminal. I bet everyone's just really, really bored as well. It's quite cold. They're bored of playing it, mate, let alone watching it.
1: What is that about? I have nothing more to say. Thank you to listening, everyone. No. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave
0: you on that then. Perfect. Um, thank you for listening. You know, enjoy the cricket while it's there. Zach's shaking his head. Um, we'll be back at some point to round something up. Um, probably next week to do a thing. There's definitely going to be some World Cup previews coming up. We're going to try and preview every team. We'll be doing England and India, I think, in one episode. Um, and that is not favouring anything. That's just favouring who listens to us and where. Simple as that. New Zealand fans, you know, message us if you really give the monkeys. And then we'll do another preview pod. And we'll try and stagger them when they come out uh, in the next coming weeks. So thank you for listening to this. If you've made it this far, well done. Uh, we'll be back next week at some point And we'll see you very soon.